Welcome to our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll game or a seasoned veteran, we have something for you. Good morning, folks. We have a great show for you today. We have another special guest. We have Melissa. And can you pronounce your last name for us? <laughs> Vicioso. Vicioso. All <laughs> yeah. right. And we're going to talk global payroll. And Melissa, tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get into payroll? How'd you get to the global part? Okay. Give us a rundown. Sure, sure, sure. Well, first, I want to thank you guys for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I listen to you guys regularly. Um, oh, thank you. Definitely thank you, great yeah. conversations. Thank you very much. That means a lot to us. For sure. I'm sure it's going to grow and continue on to be the future of Tarot Podcast. Oh, that <laughs> Dang. Speak it into existence. Yes. Right? Yes. About. Thank you very much. Thank um, you. But a little bit about me. So I started in payroll about 12 years ago. It's always the same story with payroll, right? It's always by accident. Yes. Um, so yeah, same case with me, I guess. I kind of fell into it and I'm here and I, I love every second of it. So I think when I started out, I actually got my master's in human resources, training and development. Nice. Uh, and it was very hard to get into HR without yes, some sort is. of internship or some sort of entry-level job. And at the moment, I was working full-time for the NYPD oh, wow. and going to school, obviously, full-time. So when I finished that, it was I, ha- I needed to find something comparable. And an entry-level job wasn't going to cut it. Mm. So I started just applying anywhere that was employee-related and landed with United Airlines. And it was time and attendance. It was payroll. It was reporting into finance. And I said, you know what, this is still a great segue or foot in the door to something related to payroll or related to HR. Absolutely. And here I am (laughs) 12 years later. Wow. Still in payroll. So yeah, it was very interesting. United Airlines actually, they process, I'm sure they still do process their payroll in-house. It was a field rep position. So I was the only person in the office based out of JFK First time with any sort of like employee interaction. Oh, wow. It was a union payroll done weekly every Monday. Yep. I remember what it was. (laughs) It was interesting. It was very, I mean, I think for me, at least I always speak about it in every interview or any person that I speak to regarding payroll, just how I got my start, because I think it truly built my foundation with that, the discipline, the time management that never went away. How many employees did you manage? It wasn't a lot of employees, but it was, again, the first time that I was dealing with payroll, but it was also, also multi-state. So I was handling the Northeast region. Oh, of, wow. Um, so it wasn't tech, just... All the tech ops. Yep. It, it wasn't, wasn't just, just JFK. Nope. It was JFK, Newark, LaGuardia, oh, wow. Boston, Philly, DCA. Oh. So it was that whole cloud of groups. And I would actually go to each airport, too, because people want, wanted FaceTime. So oh, And wow. my supervisors were actually based out in San Francisco. So even wow. with when I needed an answer or when I needed help, it was still a three hour wait, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and again, it's not how it used to be. I mean, at 12 years ago, it's it was very leaps different. And bound. Yes. Yeah, with even communication. Technology, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, with Slack, with Fuse and yep. Teams and all of that. We didn't even have an internal messaging system. It was literally the phone and texting. Yeah, so, I, <laughs> yes, and fax machines, right? <laughs> yeah, I, they probably still use fax machines. The airline industry needs improvement. A lot of companies, believe it or not, are still going through manual changeovers and things like that. So it's just more companies than not, believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean? For That's, sure, for wow. sure. So how'd you make the transition from the 
from time in attendance at United to now you're a global payroll manager, right? Yeah, I think, you know what it is? I think it's all about just what your scope is, right? So I think it's not necessarily, especially in payroll, it's hard to hear sometimes, but everything can't be perfect, right? You can't have have the perfect system. You can't have the perfect team. You can't, and that can't be your goal, right? You'll be stagnant in that silo of US payroll or whatever your expertise is. So I think for me, the best way for me to learn, I'm a big supporter of just continuing education was global payroll. Wow. I think it went from a state payroll to multi-state to pretty much the whole United States and then it slowly bled into, you know what, let's check Puerto Rico out. Let's check mm-hmm. Canada out. And mm-hmm. then it slowly grew. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to be a part of a startup prior to the pandemic that had plans on growing exponentially in APAC in Europe and actually was part of opening their Shanghai branch and their Hong Kong branch. Oh, wow. And then the pandemic hit. So in startups, the grittiness of startups is you are kind of a one-person team you're very lean uh, but you get that exposure and that's what I was Mm -hmm. looking for right I was Mm -hmm. hungry for that exposure that challenge and the SVP that I reported into she was all for it she was like listen Melissa if you're up to it sit on sit in on our meetings sit in our meetings with the chief legal officer with our controller if you want to understand how you even how business nexuses get created in Mm -hmm. Hong Kong sit in with us and I would just be a fly on the wall and I think that's definitely where I kind of got the the notion to say you know what there's so much more outside of yes. North America payroll right like yes. let's see how it pairs up with the rest of the world so that was not even that long ago that was 2019 oh wow 2019 yeah yeah with that position I think we were in five countries and now in my current role we're in about 31 countries so definitely wow. a huge change so what, what's the biggest difference between domestic payroll versus global payroll? You know what it is? I think when people look at it or when I first looked at it, I'm like, you know what? The U.S., every single state, everyone has different regulations, old time, over time, whatever, you name it, there's something different in each state for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yep. The difference is it's still governed federally, right? So yes. for states that tax, right? The 13 states that don't have income tax or mm-hmm. states that mm-hmm. kind of follow the W-4 and don't have their own state income tax form. There's still some nuances where you can get that guidance. But for global payroll, you're literally dealing per country. And then you're dealing on a local level per province. Within that kind of, wow. Right? Wow. Or per wow. region, right? So my company right now, our global headquarters is in Switzerland and it's a border town to Italy. So even that nuance in just those two countries, there's so many differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really getting that expertise or even getting that information online. You would think nowadays, right? Everything's online, right? right. You can reference things. Yep. Nope. It's very, very specific. And then you layer on top of that language. Mm. So even as difficult as getting some of document translated, <laughs> you would be surprised what words translate and don't, mean the same thing in payroll so i think the combination of those two right not having a reference whether it's a government reference or some kind of clear documentation for each country that you're you're processing payroll in and language those two things are i think really the most create the most complexity wow so that segues right into the next question it was what are the challenges that you face with global payroll so that's language okay yeah 
Yep. And and then on top of that, it's compliance, right? As it relates to that, there's so many different nuances, right? 13th and 14th month salaries, you get pension, you have holiday allowances that you're paid out on a monthly basis. Did you say, did you say 13th or 14 month salaries? Yep. Yep. What's that? So it actually, I'm actually from the Philippines. My parents are from the Philippines and in the Philippines, what they did is they wanted to create more of a convenience i want to say for employees and during christmas time was a it's a big season obviously for a lot of many cultures and wanted kind of a double paycheck right in during the christmas time so instead of dividing your annual salary by 12 right because it's uh, many countries it's monthly payroll you're dividing it by 13 so you're getting your 12th and 13th payroll in december oh Gotcha. So imagine that, <laughs> no hearing that for the first time. Yes. And it's many countries that kind of follow suit. And really? To f- further that, it's 13 and 14. Um, oh, in some wow. countries, it's even 13 and a half. So oh, wow. it's very, very particular. And it's different reasoning. So like in Greece, it's Christmas, it's Easter. And that's strange, right? It's not really a common thing, especially in payroll. It's yeah. not even recognized really federally in the U.S. Right. for it to be a bank holiday or anything. But yeah, so it's very, very Spain. It's a, it's many countries that actually have that 13th and even 14th month salary. So now <laughs> I was, and it's funny. So I was just, have you seen that book out there by Anita Latink? Uh, I saw it on Expert. Yeah, yep. I got it, and it's. And I haven't read it cover to cover yet, but I flipped through it when these topics come up. Sure enough, she has a multi-country chapter, and she mm-hmm. breaks it down. Um, going to be very similar like any payroll right you're going to you're going to have an in-house outsourced or a hybrid type of solution yeah. what what's how do you solve it for it how do you guys solve for it is it for for that 31 there's, country differences it's there's a different layer to that right so very similar to the US and I'll just try to relate it a lot back to the US because you guys are the the experts in that too is when you create a new nexus in each state it's very similar to creating presence in a new country so it's not as easy as getting an outsourced vendor. It's getting an EOR, right? It's getting an employer of record to act as your legal entity in that country if you don't have a presence there, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in the pandemic where you just hired one remote employee in South yeah. Korea. Oh my God, right? yep. Mm-hmm. You're not going to open a business, right? right. So you have to then, before even getting to that point where you want to hire that person, you have to understand, right? What are the regulations there? Do we have to pay out of a local bank account? So it's not only finding the outsourced vendor, it's finding if you have to do an EOR model, if you can do just a managed service and open a payroll registration. So it's much more thought into just hiring that one person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're a cybersecurity IoT company. So it is very particular with the type of engineers or security advisors we're hiring. So when they find that person, we need to hire them. We'll go through whatever uh, wow. whatever hoops we have to, and that becomes very difficult, I'm sure you can imagine, right? Mm-hmm. With in yep. Again, in some countries like the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, you need a local bank account. You cannot pay an employee through- From a foreign bank account. Yep, form for a bank account. It will appear as a wire payment, which can sometimes- constitute as fraud Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's more than just picking a vendor so that's actually i listed that as one of my challenges it's finding a vendor that can provide that kind of compliance and that level of expertise even prior to hiring 
an employee. Wow. So you have a list. I'm sorry. Did we cover all your challenges? Oh, the only other thing that I had is reporting. Right. Mm. So with that, even in the U.S., when I worked with my that first startup, we had three different payroll systems and we were only in six, seven countries. Now in 31 countries, I'm dealing with six different vendors, seven different vendors. I'm sorry. We just added a new one. So it's having that kind of streamlined reporting that you could that you would think top level, right? Leadership, they're saying, hey, Melissa, just, you uh-huh. know what? Run a report on the commission that was paid year to date. And in my head, uh-huh. I'm like, oh my God. Seven times yeah. 31 Sounds times like a... 12. Like, yeah. it's insane. Wow. And they want, they need that for the board deck that's on Thursday morning yep. at 8 a.m., right? Yep. And I'm a one-person payroll and benefits team. So oh, wow. it is very interesting to that kind of challenge. Mm. Wow. Yeah. so so perfect segue what Mm -hmm. would you like to see improved in global payroll management in the future on a technical aspect i think it's having compliance having global experts it's that just kind of system integration with whatever hris you're using i think that's Mm -hmm. key and that's actually slow making a lot of progress to be honest there Mm -hmm. are a lot of like web hooks custom web hooks that um, vendors are creating open API connections that yep. will hopefully one day be mastered. And that can be the solve right yes. for that integration piece on the technical side of things is an advanced tech state, a mobile app, right? I mobile think that solutions. Would be, yeah. That would be great in the U S it's a lot more common than it is globally, just because they have so many different data protection policies. I think a peer-to-peer information sharing would be great. I think that it's hard talking about payroll, but I'm part of GPA and GPA, what I do appreciate, and it's sometimes a hit or miss, they actually have a WhatsApp group as part of their membership. And it's about 350 to 400 members, I believe, the last time I looked. And sometimes, you know what, I just shoot a question out there, yes, a a random question. And sometimes I get lucky and somebody messages me privately or even openly right and you learn it's very mm-hmm. similar to apa right where they have that email that daily email the that serve yeah yep i love that i think mm-hmm. that it's sometimes i even save questions and just mm-hmm. have a running list of questions mm-hmm. absolutely all right we have some things that we wanted to cover too for businesses because this season we're rounding out the this season which is for business owners right you're a business owner much like the company you got involved with which is really lean like you said and you were able to learn all these things now what is the business owner that you work with how do they make this decision what do they think about oh my gosh they're going global right and please correct us if we're wrong If, if we're missing anything you jump let us know but um some of the things that a business owner would need to consider compliance with local laws and regulations, like you mentioned, right? Huge yeah, challenge. Sure. Um, the tax requirements, including the withholding kind of one in the same cultural difference and language barriers, like you said, great list, Walter. Thank you so much. Clear communication channels and processes reporting. Yep. You said it, this hit it reliable payroll system. It can handle multi current. Ooh, that's interesting. So yeah. let's talk about that for a second. So you don't, you don't have one system. You use different systems to handle the currencies and, and the different areas you're in, right? You yep, said correct. seven vendors to manage 31 countries. Yeah, yeah. It's a big deal, especially when we have a lot of trust accounts as well through our payroll vendors. 
that's the actual solution, to be honest, without having to open a bank account of our own. Wow. On the finance side, you can imagine telling every Forget month, about it. Right. Yeah. You're rec- not only are you reconciling our four main or five main bank accounts, now you have seven, eight trust accounts that you also have to reconcile. Wow. So it's, it's definitely not even on the payroll person. It's definitely a combined or collaborative effort of HR as well as finance. Wow. That's crazy. And then so, you're dealing um, with exchange rates too, right? Oof. <laughs> so it's a whole lot that you're dealing with, especially if you're processing payroll on the 15th for a 30th pay date. You, mm. you, I'm sure you guys know how much the exchange rate can change in those 15, mm-hmm. 16 days. So oh, gosh. Yes. Even explaining that. Sounds wow. like fun. <laughs> Goodness gracious. And then again, segue, same thing, understanding local markets, the compensation practices, Social Security and benefit requirements and what that looks like in other countries. Because I did, I have, when I was in New York, I worked at School of Visual Arts and they have professors all over the world. So we, I had my exposure to global payroll there and setting up the same thing, setting up different solutions in every country. And I know I remember Italy had its own little deal and you got to like registers and t- this and that. Okay. And it kind of all boiling back to these local nuances. This is, of course, and potential risk associated with global payroll. Well, look, if you don't do if you have to do it, you got to do it right. So, yeah. you know, so- yes, and analyze the cost and risk, but you got to do it if you're going to be a global player. Mm. Yep. And that's something that a lot of, uh, unfortunately, some companies don't look at, right? They look, they always look at payroll as a support department, right? You're not creating mm-hmm. revenue, right? And I yep. think I've always went into every single position that I held into the role of how ROI is really considered into payroll, right? Yes. It's the utilization of the system. It's, I love it has it. a lot to deal with just the the attrition rate, right? How are you retaining talent? Are you ensuring that there's transparency in their payroll? Are they fully understanding their full total reward scheme of things? So I think that definitely plays a huge part. I think payroll's role in that is... I don't know, if not the majority of um, mm-hmm. it, definitely all of it. It's it, Me and Walter have been saying in the show, we're, one, payroll's underserved, right? For sure. You've heard it. And we're... But the tides are shifting, right? It's becoming more of a conversation. We're getting our place at the table now. We're, we are a part of the conversation. Leaders are recognizing the massive expense of that because usually yeah. it's like 45 to 50% of your gross revenue is paid to payroll. That's your labor cost. And that's a huge lineup. So folks like us are finally getting to be part of the conversation because it's not just transactional. There, yeah. it, there can be strategies applied to help you save some money. And like you said, leverage your ROI on the on your payroll department. So we're getting there and join us, Melissa, too, because we're, I don't know if you've seen Christina Hagney out there. She's been a guest on the show a few times. She yeah. has her own. Yes. she's So she's, we are going to collectively push the movement of payroll becoming an industry, an independent industry unto itself. Like, meaning when we go and fill out these documents and people ask us what we do and what industry we're in, <laughs> we want to be able to say our occupation is payroll and our yep. industry is payroll. Yep. It's not finance. It's, it's not, not human resources. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. It's right. And no no disrespect to those departments. They are partners. They are customers. That It's marriages and other sides of the same coins. Like they are very much our partners, but we are independent of them. 
Of course. It's like trying to find our identity, right? As we grow up, like, you know, payroll is still in this child stage where we're really trying to break off from the parents and become our own thing. And rightfully so. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. So now tell us, Melissa, this is for payroll people. What are you telling? Let's do two part. What are you telling the owner that has to go global right now? What's your advice to them? And then the second part, what's your advice to a new payroll, new global payroll manager? Sure. So I think on the owner side, I think what's key, right? And that's, it's key in anything, but more so in global payroll is really doing the research, right? It's really sitting down with your recruitment team and putting a process together on when you can hire someone in a different country that a new country, right? I think that ultimately will solidify where you land in the success of global payroll, right? The minute that you have at least the majority of your ducks in a row and you have everybody on the same page, it's tying back to what you're saying. It's having payroll at the table, right? It's having yep. a seat at the table. It's, again, you're, you aren't a lawyer. We're not lawyer. We're not, right. a, a, again, HR professionals in that sense, but yep. we definitely have, um, we definitely have a say and we are a huge part of even retaining that hire. If yep. they're not paid properly, oh, if gosh, they have yes. questions on their pay slips, yep. if we're not withholding or can explain deductions on a pay slip, that will ultimately Transparency. lead them to yeah. leave. Right? So it's being part of that full cycle of an employee hire. I think that in my mind is key, right? It's really listening to your payroll person or your payroll team. Yeah. Walt, what's that statistic you have about the errors and the employees leaving? Oh, basically they said after there's an error with their first paycheck, that like 50% of them start looking for another job if there's an error. In their first paycheck. That's crazy. In their first paycheck. Because you have to think about it. Global payroll, you're paid monthly, right? Oh. If you don't have that flexibility, I'm the majority. Okay. You don't have that flexibility. Well, it's the large majority. You're paid Mm. monthly. So if that monthly, really? if that 30th paycheck or 31st paycheck is incorrect and you have to pay your bill, you have to pay your mortgage, you have to pay your kid's tuition or whatever the case may be, what are you doing in that one week, that first week, or maybe that first two weeks of the payroll person or payroll vendor figuring out what went wrong? Right? Wow. So I can understand why people would want to leave. Wow. So, which is why, again, payroll definitely deserves a seat at the table. Yep. I mean, it's not even to reiterate, and it has nothing to do with having a large payroll team. It's just having payroll, whether right. it's the head of payroll, whether it's a partner, whether you're getting a consultation, because you don't have an in-house payroll team. It's just ha- knowing that definitely plays a part um, wow. and the importance of payroll, for sure. So, for the owner, it's preparation. We got yep. it. Do your research. Get it together. Really yes. do, prepare for that hire globally. Now, for the new gl- global payroll manager, what words of advice? I think, to be honest, depending on how many countries you're in, it's all about time management. It's all about understanding, again, your payroll deadlines. It's communicating to all your business partners when you need data, right? What the cutoff is, and as well as your clients, right? As well as your employees, when you can expect your paycheck. It's having that kind of clear transparency from the beginning. No one is going to know a new country's payroll the minute you enter that country. So it's at least if you have that clear line of communication, it creates, again, it isn't we're making an error on purpose or we're not doing our job properly. It's, it's 
we're all kind of working through it, right? We're doing the best that we can with the data that we have or the time that we have. So I think it's just really creating a good relationship with your business partners from the beginning. That's great. Well, do you have any, have you had global payroll in your Not yet. Not yet, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I had, again, I had the small stint in SES VA and um, it was fun. It was cool. I could definitely see the challenge in it. And I remember China was a big challenge, like setting up Nexus and all that stuff. And that was very, right. Yeah. It's it's provincial. So it's provincial. And then in each province, it's a progressive tax rate. So Mm. it's very, it's just having, I don't know, multiple like U.S. countries, like within one one big country. So it's another United States type deal times however many you're in yeah exactly for sure again i try to relate it to a lot of multi-state but it does have its special nuances i would imagine yeah (laughs) and like you said i think you nailed the time management at the end of the day yep for sure i can't thank you enough melissa for joining us it's awesome to have you and um, we'd love to have you back again one day you sound you you were worried about the recording and (laughs) you sound (laughs) like an expert no, you know, one, one topic that I think you guys brought up, I don't remember the episode was sports. So I, I had a little stint at the Brooklyn Nets for a little bit. And it was my first kind of sports really? hero position. Yep. Wow, that's awesome. Yep, yep. So maybe we could save that for another episode. Yes, <laughs> I, we great. absolutely can. Yeah. And thanks, folks, for coming out. We'll definitely have Melissa back. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be dope. So, all right. Cool. cool. Thank you so Thanks, much. Guys. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of our podcast. We appreciate you. We're grateful for you. And we hope that the information that we'll share with you will impact you as a payroll professional. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.